the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Yes, it's time for another edition of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense with Larry Rosenthal himself. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, Chris, and how are you today? Well, I think I am uh, turkeyed out, you know what I mean? (laughs) That sounds good. That sounds good. Did you all have a good Thanksgiving? Oh, indeed, indeed. It was delicious, and of course, there's a fridge full of leftovers, so we'll be having turkey dinner over and over again for a while. Very good, very good. You know, I don't know if it's, I don't know what, what's better, the the original meal or the leftovers or all the different things that come along with it. So anyway, it was all good, all good, definitely. You know, Psalms 100 verse 4 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Amen. Amen. Stop and think about that. You know, the other day I was reading my uh, uh, study Bible, and, you know, you have all these different, different devotionals pop up and things like that. On <clears throat> And, um, uh, well, pop up, you know, so I'm one of those electronic Bible guys, you yeah, know, yeah. so I have it on my, my phone and, and a couple different apps and, and, and on the iPad and stuff. You're and one of them. I am one of them, yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, you know, one of the studies came up and, and it just started, it just sort of said, you know, let's just break down, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but let's just sort of break down all your blessings each day. Challenge yourself to go through your day today and count the blessings the Lord has given you. Amen. I mean, just the things that we overlook each day, the oxygen that's in our, our lungs, the food that's on our table, mm-hmm. the, the fuel that's in our car. You know, all those things. Just just think about that. You know, just tremendous amount of blessings. And, and you know, Thanksgiving is, is definitely, uh, while it's not a religious holiday, but it is a good time to stop and give thanks, uh, you know, uh, to the Lord. I have once know. heard it said, and I don't remember who exactly, but I believe it to be true, that if you find somebody who's really, really unhappy for a long period of time, you'll find somebody who's ungrateful. Because when you're grateful and you have gratitude, it's very hard not to have some happiness in your life. Yeah, could be very true. Very, very, very true. So, so I'm grateful for you today. There you are, Chris. I'm grateful for you, too. And, and the WAVA listening audience yeah. coming over to your house today to <laughs> knock out all those leftovers, right? I'm grateful they're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I love them. Hey, let's go ahead and uh, uh, welcome Annie on the line. Good morning, Annie. How are you today? Happy Thanksgiving oh. weekend, by the way. Thank 
you. Same to you. I love your show. Thank you so much for all the help that you provide. Um, there's so many of us who are listening, I'm, and I listen all the time, but I'm finally calling in because I need help. So um, so my situation is I'm a 49-year-old um, woman who um, hasn't been, like, the most diligent about um, saving money and sort of allocating um, funds in um, in my 401K and my TSP. And so I'd like to get a sense as to what what should be, given that I am 49, what should be a good breakdown of how I should uh, allocate funds? And then also, what are some of the key things that I need to sort of have in my financial um, investment uh, plan, if you will? So, Annie, that's a great question. And basically, at 49, you, you're telling me you've got maybe 12, 15 years to go before you start to need that money to retire and live off of, correct? Basically, yes. Um, I, so, and, you know... I, I would probably stretch it out if I could, but, you know, um, okay, that's okay. probably a so, safe bet. Good. So then then what we need to do is we need to build you sort of a growth-oriented portfolio of, of savings and investments. And by you mentioning the, the TSP, I assume you work for the federal government. So yeah. in the TSP, you have you have five, maybe six choices. You have the CGFS&I fund plus a mm-hmm. combination of those funds in the in what's called the L-cycle funds. So the C fund is basically the S&P 500. The I fund is international. And the S fund is small company stocks. The G fund is a guaranteed fund. And the F fund is basically bonds. So in in your case, if we went all growth, we would combine it between the C, the S, and the I funds. Okay? Then if you wanted to pull back a little bit on, you know, keeping having some of of the money a little bit conservative you may want to put a little g in into the account as well the f fund is is basically treasury bonds and or, or government bonds and and with interest rates rising you could lose a little bit of of uh, rate of return there so maybe in 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 a case where if you said hey i want to be all growth then you might split it up evenly between the c s and the i funds if you said, you know what, I want to be a lot of growth, but but not so much risk, then you might want to put, I don't know, maybe 70, 80 percent into the CS&I funds and divide the other two there. I have what's called a risk tolerance questionnaire where I could actually send it to you. Okay. And it's a series of eight or nine questions. And you just you just answer the questions and it gives you a score. You know, it's very easy. You can't flunk it. It's like a multiple choice test that you can't flunk, which I wish they would have had that in school for me, but they didn't. <laughs> right. I could right. probably flunk it. I, I could probably. <laughs> there you go. But, you know, question number one, p- pick an answer, A, B, C, or D, and then they give you a corresponding score, and then you add up the score, and then it says, hey, based off of what your risk acceptance level is, you might want to have 80% in stocks, 20% in bonds, or something like that. So I can, I can send that out to you there. But getting back to, to the, the crux of your question is, is at 49, how do you go about <clears throat> understanding where you are now and where you – where you need to be in order to get down the road to have an adequate amount of savings in retirement dollars, right? So we need to make sure that we have an adequate amount of savings in the bank and that we're saving money each month systematically through the TSP, uh, as well as in addition to other places also. So a lot of it comes down to um, you know, how much can we afford each month, taking a good look at the budget, what we can peel off to save and additional things like that. Also, stop and ask yourself you know, a question. It's kind of hard to, to answer the question today for what it's going to be like down the road, but 
but do you want to stay in the same house that you're in when you retire? And if the answer is yes, then we need to say, all right, well, do we want to have a mortgage in retirement or not? Or do we want to, or do we want to have a small manageable mortgage in retirement, right? You know, so, so we need to start thinking about that. How do we use this home that we're in now to best position our retirement expenses? Because when you get to retirement, Annie, the main thing that people overlook, or one of the main things, is that it's really all about income. What, are you, what is your income mm-hmm. coming in each month versus your expenses that have to go out each month? So that's how we have to sort of build out the financial plan. So I want to send you out the risk tolerance questionnaire as well as our toolkit. And basically, we just need to get you set up on, on the starting of building a financial plan. Does that make sense? Yes, it absolutely does. Um, okay, yeah, perfect. And, now, um, in your in your TSP, are you putting money in on the pre-tax side or on the post-tax side, on the Roth side? Do you know? I think it's pre-tax. Okay. And how how would I find out? Well, you, just, you can just look at your statement, or you can just uh, uh, see how you, see go online into your account and see how you're allocating it either pre-tax or on, on the post-tax side of things. You know that that goes to one of the questions too that when we build this financial plan out for you or, or, or give you the tools to do it, that's one of the questions <clears throat> that will be highlighted there, which is how are you saving your money? Do you have all most of your savings or all of your savings on the pre-tax side today? While that's great for your tax return this year, however, when you get down the road in retirement, all the money you pull out is going to be taxed. So, you know, again, this goes to tax allocation strategies. Some people say, you know what, I want to have more of my money tax-free in retirement. I want to have a 50-50 relationship because you need the tax deduction today as well as you need the tax-free income down the road. So that we'll take a look at the tax allocation of everything for you as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, one of your comments sort of brought me to another question when you were asking whether or not I'm planning on staying in the house. So another um, issue that I look, need to look at is, like, where is the best um, place to retire from a tax perspective? So I wouldn't mind staying in my home in Virginia, but on the other hand, if Florida is a better place um, tax-wise, you know, maybe I would consider that. So... There, there are a lot of uh, you know factors that are still you know, unresolved and, and need to kind of be um, looked into before I can really make a decision. Well, that's true. There's about eight eight states in the country that don't have an income tax. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, state income tax. But mm-hmm. you know, just because they don't have a state income tax doesn't mean they're not going to get the money from you somewhere else. Well, right. In, in, <laughs> right. In, in, you know, in, in a lot of ways. Now, that may or may not be true, depending on how you spend your dollars and things like that. But at the same time, right. you know, you might not like living there if you've never lived there before. You might not right. like living in XYZ state if you've never mm-hmm. lived there before. So, sure. So Quality of life depends. Exactly. That's a yeah. huge thing, especially when it comes to retirement years. You know, right. It, it, right. it really does. So so you've got plenty of time to think about that and shop that around. And, and you know, hey, you know, with the with the changing in the tax code here, who knows what's going to happen uh, mm-hmm. down the road. Right. So you, you never know. Um, that can right. be changed with the stroke of a pen. Uh, right. So. So, uh, yeah, let's let's build out the plan. Now let me put you on hold and uh, we'll have uh, Josh uh, get your information and uh, we'll have someone reach out to you next week, and we'll send you out the uh, risk tolerance questionnaire and the financial planning toolkit as well. Okay, Annie? Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. God bless you all. 
You too. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123, 855-ROSE-123. Give us a call here with any of your financial planning or investment questions. That's 855 855- Uh, 767-3123 767-3123 I'm Larry Rosenthal We'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. If you'd like to dial in, we've got a line for you here, 855-767-3123. Any questions that you have about your finances can be answered with our financial and retirement expert here in studio, Larry Rosenthal, looking like he had a lot of turkey and enjoyed every minute of it. I did. It's very good for you. Yes, sir. Indeedy, indeedy. It's Turkey Day weekend. (laughs) It is. The question is... Yeah. Were you there Friday night? Was Were I you out at the start? No, was it no I didn't do the Which Black night? Friday, Friday night. I didn't, right? I didn't do the Black Friday thing. Did you? No, no, uh-uh. Um, no, but but at uh, Thanksgiving, my nephews, which is which was uh, kind of interesting to see, they had to leave at. Um, let's see. One of them left at about seven o'clock, and the other one left at eight thirty because they had to go to work. They work oh, at retail stores. That's right. Thanksgiving night. Yes, one of them was on the I forget what it was. The uh, I don't know the nine to three a.m. shift, and anyway, the stores were open all night long. That's right. I remember walking by a couple of stores before they opened up. The lines were really long. Some people camped out. And we have a GameStops or one of those games uh, stores near our home. And the the line was just out the door way before. And I'm like, the day before, they were camping out and having a good time. It's amazing. Good. I think that's good. It's kind of fun. It is. It's kind of interesting. Yep, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, but It looks like the market's really reacted favorably. I mean, it looks like we have a pretty uh, up day on Friday. Yep, the market's uh, closed up a little bit. So uh, that's good. You All know, green, um, yeah. Yep, green. yep. Not a lot of economic stuff to really go over from last week. But, uh, you know, the markets are still rising. And, and uh, well, I've got a, a, a financial thing that came out of Thanksgiving dinner. How's that sound, Chris? <laughs> so if, and this is going to go under 
the t- the the heading of if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. Okay. How's that sound? So, so yeah. So it 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 usually happens, but but uh, this year the subject was a little different, and I got into a day trading discussion over Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, your was, Thanksgiving dinners are nothing like mine. We, <laughs> it's kind we of don't neat. talk about day trading during our Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, it didn't last long, but but uh, you know they were one person. Uh, I love them to death, and and. Uh, you know, if it were easy, again, everyone would be doing it. Sure. Uh, you know, so so you know, with the market going up like this, it's and he's telling me he's in and out of these different stocks and he's in and out of these different ETFs and this, that, and the other, and blah blah blah. And and he was telling me, he said, you know, I, I got a friend of mine who's been telling me that he's making, you know, four or five percent a month on all of his trades and everything, and 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 how great he's doing and everything, and. You know, how do you do it? How how do you get in there? What's the secret and everything? And I said, well, here's the secret. Ask him to show you the the statement on all the on all the ones that he loses on. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. see what his net net result is. Okay. Plus the tax implications of being a day trader are ridiculous. Well, if you're not doing it in an IRA, yes, definitely, yeah. without a doubt. And so we got into the discussion, so we started talking. I said, you know, there's tons of studies out there. So I thought, well, all right, you know, you want to keep going. So we pulled up the study uh, for University of California at Davis. This was a few years ago. And, uh, it, you know, it, it indicated that a mere 1.6% of traders were profitable net of fees. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, yep. So these are these are people from all walks of life doing doing day trading and things like that. And, and you know, it, it's it's just a very interesting thing. Again, it falls under the heading of if it were easy, everyone should be doing it. And you go on to read the study and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to get into all this study stuff. But at the end of the day, it sat down and it said, you know what? Some of the some of the same rules are, are still appropriate today as they ha- always have been. And that is, you know, fine quality. And I'm just paraphrasing here. You know, fine quality. Hold it until that quality goes away and true your investment objectives change. Yeah. You know, but when you're moving in and out and up and down and all around, and and uh, you know, my my. Uh, uh, Did you get a stink eye? Did they look at you a little bit mean for saying something like that to him? No, them? but I start. I asked him one question. I said, "Well, why are you in this one ETF that you're in?" Because because he told me all about it, and I'm looking at him going, "Well, that doesn't match anything you're telling me about." <laughs> <laughs> so, so God bless him. So there wasn't any throwing of the turkey, right? You didn't throw. No, him. no, okay. no. But he's gonna. He said no he's food gonna fights. Make, he's gonna do some rebalancing here. <laughs> Very soon. So. But anyway, my my point is, if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. At, you know, at the end of the day, it's just really not something that you really want to risk your your assets on. You you know, understand how to build a portfolio, just like our prior caller Annie. You know, how do we build a firm foundation, a good base that's going to give us growth? at a reasonable price with risk parameters wrapped around it, all aiming at delivering quality streams of income from reliable sources in a tax-efficient way during your retirement years. You know, that's what this game is about, really. Hey, hey, I've got a study we should do. This is a study we should actually think about doing, is taking all the money people spend on lottery tickets. Just take one person, for example. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year, take that money and invest. Another person take that same amount and invest it, and find out who comes up with the most at the end of the year. Wow, you know? Yeah, you know. well, that'd be an interesting thing. 
You know, it's just like playing the lottery. A lot of times when you're day trading, it just it just doesn't. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, it, you know, it it you can you can hit from time to time and 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 make a little profit here or there. But to consistently do it is, you know, again, it falls under the heading. If it were easy, everyone would be doing it, right, well, Chris? Yeah, but you're talking what you always tell people to do, and I think it's the wise thing is that you know, dollar cost averaging. Just put the same amount of money in, and at the end of the year, take a look at where you are compared to some of these day traders. You're going to be up. I mean, 1.6 is certainly not a very good return. No, that's just 1.6 percent of them that were profitable. Yeah, that's even yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> that's <laughs> even worse. One of them, two percent of them are profitable. Yeah, so you know that just sounds like dollar cost averaging is not that hard to do, and it's smart, and you just consistently do it, and eventually, well, it's it's not timing in the market that gives you the results you want. It's time in the market that yeah. gives you the results that you want. That's what it is. It's time, not timing. Sure, you can find a good entry point or exit point, but it's time in the market, really, basically. That, that and then that's get those you pullbacks, forward. right? You want to you want to buy a little more on those pullbacks if you can. Yeah, and that's how that's how our discussion turned, it, you know. And it was like, so if I see a dip in something that I want, yeah, then go ahead and do a little bit of a pullback on it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. So, yeah. um, hey, also, you know, we we're, we're in in November and December. I always come up with, you know, hey, mistakes people make or, or things to look forward to in the following year. You know, and one of the things here that I'm a big, big proponent on, and that is to take a good look at your at your 401k, your government TSP, your your 403b plan, wherever you work at your employer sponsored plan. And just start and just go in there next week if you can and just add one percent more. If you're putting in seven percent right now, clip it up to eight percent. Let it run through for the next few pay periods and see if you really miss it. You can always reduce it back. But I submit to you that that one extra percent, because it's going in tax deductible in most cases, it will not hurt your monthly budget that bad. Uh, give it a try and seek systematically over the years. You can continue to increase your your contributions to the point where you're maxing it all out. For those of you that aren't maxing it all out, you know, and and just sit there and just you know once a year just just re up it. So you know I always bring that up every November and December because it's very important. Save more. Continue to save more and more dollars that you, that you need to do. I was so. doing a little research on that myself the other day, and I found that when it comes to contributing to IRAs and things of that nature, you got a limit, uh, a couple of limits. There's a maximum amount, and then there's an income base that's a bit of an issue, right? So you only get so much per year that you can put in. So if you put the entire amount in, what if you want to invest more? What would be the best way to do that if you've already maxed out your IRA? So if you've maxed out your 401k plan is what you're talking about, Chris, and then you're not eligible to put a tax-deductible contribution into an IRA, where can you put money in? You can only put it in after tax and have it grow tax-deferred. Gotcha. That's it. So you can do a Roth IRA, but if your income's too high to do that, then you're not eligible for that either. So then what you have to do is you have to make a non-deductible contribution to an IRA. Your principal's not taxed. Uh. I'm sorry, your principal's not tax-deductible. And when your principal comes out, it's tax-free. But the earnings on that contribution grow tax-deferred. And when that portion comes out, it comes out taxable to you. So, but instead of doing that... okay. What you can do is make a non-deductible contribution to an IRA and then convert it to a Roth. It's called backdooring a Roth, okay? So it enables you to put money into a Roth IRA as an income earner who's who's not eligible, really. So a standard IRA and a Roth IRA don't count as tax issues if you for your total or for for your total contribution for the year. 
for some reason, I thought that all of your IRAs couldn't be more than like $6,500. Is that not true? That is true, but we're talking about a different thing here. You're, oh. You asked the question, you said, and this is where it gets very complicated. And okay? confusing. And, <laughs> and confusing. And I tell you, when we sit down with, with clients, we see, we, we see people leaving money on the table okay. a lot of times. And so what you're, what you're framing out is you're saying, hey, look, I'm maxing out my 401K. Okay, good. But my income is too high in order to let me make a tax-deductible contribution to an IRA, right? right? right That's right, number right. two. So number three is, what's the question? Where, do we, where can I put more money to have it grow tax-deferred? And, and I, well, obviously, you can, no matter what your income is, you can put your money into a product, an, an annuity, and that'll grow tax-deferred, okay? But, but that aside for now, the, the, the third part of it here is, you know, how can, I, how can I do this without using a product of an annuity in this, in this one example here mm-hmm. first, Chris? Mm-hmm. And, the, and the answer is you can put money into a traditional IRA, but you're prohibited from writing off your contribution. So you can put in that $6,500, but you don't get a tax deduction for it. Now, here's where it gets interesting. What happens to that $6,500? Well, it goes in after tax, and the earnings on it are tax deferred. So when you pull the money out, the principal will come out tax-free because it's already been taxed, and your earnings will come out taxable Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm because your earnings are growing tax deferred. But number four, take it one step further. Why don't you just convert your non-deductible contribution to a Roth? Now your principal comes out tax-free, and your earnings one day down the road will come out tax-free as well, providing you meet the five years or the 59-and-a-half time frame. Mm-hmm. So, so when, you, when in that situation you're asking the question, hey, I'm, I'm maxed out in my 401K, my income's too high to, to put any more money away in IRAs, what can I do? What you do is you backdoor the Roth IRA, just like I described right there. A lot of people do that once they understand it. Mm-hmm. So that $6,500 limit is really a soft limit. It is, is based on taxes. You can actually go higher than that, or you could, that's all you can put into that? Cannot go higher than that, but you can still put it in if you're shut out in the first two, two rules of the IRA contribution it. way. Then you go to the, the third part of it and say, all right, well, I'll do a non-deductible contribution, and I'll convert it the next month to a Roth. That's okay. Now I got it. It took me a little while to kind of process. Yep, so that. right, it's called backdooring a Roth. As a matter of fact, I teach that strategy in 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 some of our seminars that we do. A lot of people have been asking, you know, hey, what, where, when's your next seminar coming up, and blah blah blah, and everything. So what we've decided to do here is we're going to wait to see what happens with the tax code. We're going to come out with an estate planning and tax scenario, uh, not tax scenario, but tax educational. Uh, uh, seminar class on uh, you know what they finally put through with with the taxes. So uh, stay tuned. When as soon as that comes out, uh, give us a couple days and we're going to hit the streets with it. There's going to be lots of stuff. We've had a lot of people asking for it, and and uh, awesome. that's what we'll definitely be able to 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 do uh, when it all comes out. Matter of fact, uh, I already have a good outline of it all, but it, it back in September, but it's changed almost every day <laughs> since then, which is not a problem, uh, but, you know, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be good. So we're, we're looking forward to that. Awesome. Um, so let's, uh, let's put uh, Richard on the line. Here. Yeah, he's, he's coming up here in just a minute. If you'd like to dial in and talk to Larry, here's a phone number for you to call, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal here in studio. Uh, Larry, I guess Richard's ready. Sure, let's shoot on over the district. Good morning, Richard. How are you today? 
Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. How can I help you? Help me out there, Richard. If you could turn your radio down there, I'd appreciate it. Okay, okay. Are we good now? Yeah, I think we're good. Go ahead. Okay, I wanted to ask you about, I heard you talking about IRAs, and I wanted to ask about directed IRAs. Or is it self-directed IRAs? Sure. So any IRA that you that you have, you know, like if you say, all right, I'm opening up an IRA and I'm going to put XYZ mutual fund into it or stock into it or whatever is actually what's called a self-directed IRA. Now, there are people out there advertising, quote unquote, under the the name self-directed IRA to have you put real estate into it where you're going to say, oh, my self-directed IRA can house a rental property or something like that. That's what that's what uh, some of the marketing buzz is on that. A very difficult thing to do. Um, there's um, uh, what there's some there's some very specific rules in putting real estate in IRAs, and they they're actually called self dealing rules. And if you put real estate in there, you've got to be very very careful not to break some of the self dealing rules, or else the entire thing becomes taxable to you instantly. So it's very complicated. It's very hard. So if you're going to be looking down the road to put real estate into a quote-unquote self-directed IRA, make sure you get with the firms that actually promote it and watch it for you. Okay, uh, it's okay. very very difficult to do. But any IRA basically self-directed. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. So make sure, you know, again, some of the great advantages in our tax code is the ability to put money into IRAs, have your money grow compound interest tax deferred for years down the road. That's a, that's a great, great thing. So so definitely, Richard, look look to be doing that. Are you putting money currently into an IRA? No, I'm actually I'm actually uh, just getting started on some things. I, I just wanted to have an idea where I wanted to go first. My job has a... Uh, what is it called? A five seven? They don't have. I guess it's similar equivalent to a uh, to a four one k, but it's called a um, like a fifty seven b or a fifty seven a. A four fifty seven plan. Yeah, yeah, a four fifty seven plan is that. Okay, good, good. Yes, that'll give you the opportunity to save money, tax deferred for yourself down the road. Please put into it as much as you can. Okay, just start saving into it as much as you can. Yeah, I heard you say step it up that one percent and see if it see if it affects your um your your budget and or how how much it affects your budget. So I said, okay, I'll try to do that. Good, excellent, excellent, good deal, Richard. I'll tell you what, I'll put you on hold here and I'll send you out our financial planning toolkit, okay? And that can help you get started to taking a good look at you know it. it basically, if you fill it out, it's going to help you address this question of. You know, it's going to draw a line in the sand and say, if I keep doing what I've been doing, where will I be down the road? And that's what it's going to enable you to really take a good look at and start building out that financial future for yourself, okay? Right. So I'll be 40 in February, and I have I have a 6-year-old daughter and I have a 14-year-old daughter. So, you know, I really want to make sure, you know, at this time right now, I'm like, it's crunch. I, I consider it a little bit of crunch time, you know? It is. You've got college right around the corner for both of them, and then a couple of weddings probably, and then some retirement years, right? Yeah, definitely, sir. Welcome to the club, man. All right, I'm going to put you on hold, and we'll we'll send you out the the financial planning toolkit, Richard. We'll we'll uh, have someone reach out to you and follow up next week for you, okay? Yes, sir. Appreciate. I appreciate the phone call. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, Richard. Thank you.
Thank you, Richard. Have a great Thanksgiving weekend. At least you listen not, to Making uh, Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. To reach us live here in the studio, Chris, you yes, can't sir. eat the turkey yet. We've no. got to do the commercial first, okay? <laughs> okay. I see it. Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, then we, I guess it's time for a quick break, huh? It is. It is. <laughs> okay. Back with more of the Larry Rosenthal Show here in a minute. At least... At least he's not a member of the hair club yet. That's that's where I'm going next, I think, Larry. We'll see. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved, and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in to talk to Larry, our financial and retirement expert here in studio, let me give you a telephone number. That's 855 855- 767-3123 to talk to Larry right now, live in studio on this day after Friday, the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> or day after Thanksgiving, rather. 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123, Larry. It's actually two days after Thanksgiving, Okay, Chris. yes. Turkey on the brain still. Yeah, I guess good, turkey though, on right? the brain and turkey on the leftovers, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Now, how do you like to do your leftovers? Uh, usually on a sandwich. You know, yeah. that's the easiest way for me. Um, of course, I just dig into some tins that are left in the fridge, too, for the extra, like for the sweet potatoes and stuff that we leave behind. But Sure. What did you have this year? I had turkey. Well, I know. <laughs> Everybody has turkey for Thanksgiving. What else? I mean, you got the sides. Yep. What, yep. What? So it's interesting, you know. So when we host, we seem to have our own little menu of things. When other family members host, they all have their own little me- uh, menu of things. And so this year it was very good. We had uh, uh, these uh, stuffed mushrooms that are just you know, out of this world, yes. And, okay. uh, of course, you know, the turkeys. And, and we had the stuffed mushrooms, traditional stuffing. Um, a, uh, I love stuffing. Uh, these artichokes that that are really cool. I've never um, had an artichoke for this. Well, they're, they're like a stuffed-type artichoke stuffed down into the leaves and things, all these different spices and things uh, and, a, and a rice and a meat dish ooh, and yummy it was very very good chris very blessed and um 
the mashed potatoes were out of this world again. And then there was a broccoli dish. And What kind know, of pies did you have? I We had pies and cakes and... <laughs> Yes, we had them. <laughs> Let's see. I had two different apple pies. Uh, wow. Uh, and a um, yeah, the uh, pumpkin and the pecan and yeah, but you know, I, I don't. I, you know, unfortunately, here's a little insight to me. I don't like pumpkin pie. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't oh. like pecan pie. Yep, that, that deserves a gobble gobble. <laughs> it does. It definitely does. <laughs> Definitely wow, does. That's interesting. So, yep. Uh, so uh, we'll get back to our, our Thanksgiving festivities in just a second here. Let's go ahead and welcome Sue on the line. Good morning, Sue. How are you this morning? Oops, Sue, are you there? Hello. There we go. Hello. Yes. How can I help you? Um, I have a question. Um, I know you keep telling people that they should put money in IRA and that it is that tax deferral. But that's not true because I already paid money, tax, uh, payroll taxes on my money before I put it in the bank. And so when I took the money and put it in IRA, I was being told that my uh, money is tax deferred until I am certain age, and then I will have to pay taxes. What kind of a joke is that? <laughs> Well, everything I said is true, and everything that you were told is probably correct as well because, Sue, part of – we were talking about money going in. Money coming out, when you have money that's inside of an IRA account or an account that's never been taxed before, and you reach 70 and a half, you have to take out what's called your required minimum distributions. So there's a rule at age 70 and a half and every year thereafter that you have to take a minimum amount of money out of your IRAs. That is correct. No, you, you haven't answered my question. What is I your question? I already paid tax, payroll taxes on my money. Before I got paid by my employer, I already paid taxes. You paid your payroll tax. You paid you. They were subject to FICA and Medicare tax when it when it when it went in, and then you received a federal and state tax deduction to put it in. When you pull the money out at seventy and a half, you're not paying FICA or Medicare tax. You're just paying income tax, federal and state. It's correct. I think this is a big joke, Mr. Rosenthal. I'll tell you that um, because I <laughs> okay. am receiving. My whatever you call that thing, R R S what, um, R B M or something like that, as um year end. You're talking about required and, minimum uh, distributions, is what I think is what she's saying. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, I am not happy with receiving a piece of my money here and a piece of my money there. I want to have access to my money. Hmm. You want to tax me for everything? Tax me what? But well, you can. You, you're, you're not required. Sue, you're not required to take a piece here, a piece there. You can take it all if you wish. You just have to pay taxes on it all in that one year. That's all. You can do that. You can also convert it over to a Roth IRA, pay tax on it, but then it can sit there and grow tax deferred for yourself, and you never have to pull it out. So there are things that you can do. Um, to to maybe get around the corner of what of what's uh, uh, stopping you right here. So so yeah, there are there are some things that you can do. But it is correct, your money went in, 
and it was subject to FICA and Medicare tax. It received a state and federal tax deduction. Then when you pull it out. That's not true, Mr. Rosenthal. That's not true. I had already paid money on my um on my in on my payroll tax. So it that so it it is that is the way the system works. That that is how it happened, okay? Um, if you like, I'll be happy to put you on hold, and, and we'll pick it up after the show here. But but that is the correct way. Maybe there's something that you're you're misunderstanding in this in this scenario, or or somebody's giving you some different or some wrong advice on the other end. But that is the way it works. And when you're 70 and a half, you have to take money out of your your uh, IRAs or retirement plans and be taxed on it. Now, each year, you don't have to take it all out. You just have to take out a little bit. It's called a required minimum distribution. And if you fail to take that out, then you get hit with a 50% tax penalty on what you should have taken out, plus income taxes on top of it. It's very expensive. It's confusing. It is confusing, definitely. Now, to your point of saying, you know, hey, look, wait a minute here. I don't like my money coming at me in bits and pieces. You don't have to have it come at you in bits and pieces. You can systematically take a little bit of it each month in order to satisfy your yearly's required minimum distribution, or you can take it all out and be done with it, but you just have to pay taxes on all the money that you pull out. Another way that you can do it is you can do a a conversion from your traditional IRA into a Roth IRA. You have to pay tax on it all, but then in the future, you never have to get pinged with the money coming out at all. That's pretty much the the way it works as far as it all goes. So if you like, Sue, I'll go ahead and place you on hold. Josh will get some of your information, and we'll have have one of our financial advisors give you a call. We'll look at your statements for you. We'll step you through the process on how things really work as far as it all goes. Yeah, so that's appreciate, important. Appreciate the phone call. Yep, absolutely. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. With any of your financial planning or investment questions, feel free to give us a call this Thanksgiving weekend. Again, let's all stop and think real quick about what we're thankful for, not only people in our lives, but uh, how the Lord blesses us each and every day with food on the table, fuel in our gas tanks, you know, uh, air in our lungs, the whole nine yards. There's a, there's a lot of things that we overlook every single day. Uh, praises to the Lord. You know, we started off with Psalms 100, verse 4 today. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Uh, just stop and think about all the things, though. So definitely. Um, let's go ahead and... and uh, Welcome, Tracy, on the line. Good morning, Tracy. How are you today? Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? So I'm reaching back uh, to a caller earlier. Um, I've always had a challenge on um, making the decision on whether to pay down the mortgage um, versus investing or doing something else. Um, but the bottom line is I'm trying to understand we, we have a 15-year mortgage. We're seven years into it. We're three, uh, three, three years away from retirement, so we got about eight years left on the mortgage. Um, but we don't want to carry a mortgage into uh, retirement. And so we've heard, you know, oh, you can invest it and you'll, you know, earn more. And the, the mortgage rate we have is only 2875 um, and we'll have like five years left if we take it into retirement. But as I said, we don't plan to stay in the house and we don't want a mortgage in retirement. And is it reasonable if we are, if we want to take the option of $1,500 a, a month 
to pay down on principal. This is in addition to the mortgage payment uh, over the next three years versus investing it somewhere safe where there is no negative. So, Tracy, I'm following you, and here's the deal. Um, the calculator will tell you don't pay your mortgage off and invest, okay? That's what the calculator is going to tell you. Now, the reality is some people say, I don't want a mortgage in retirement, and I get that and understand it. I'm a big fan of no debt or as little debt as possible, okay? So so here's the deal in what you just said. You're going to sell the current home and move into a different home in retirement, right? So right. that's the home that you don't want to have a mortgage on, correct? Right, right. So so just because you pay off your existing home today doesn't mean you're not going to have a mortgage in your retirement home. Let's suppose that you you pay off you, you let's look, first first thing we have to do is this is the equity that you have in your home today if you were to sell your home today is it enough cash to pay cash for the retirement home? Well, that's the part we're not sure about which is in three years, it's not realistic that we can pay it off, but we could buy into our equity is what we're looking at. No, no, not pay off your current home. If you were to sell your current home, mm-hmm. would you be able to pull enough proceeds out of it to pay cash for your retirement home? Very close to it. Okay. Then I don't want you to put more money into your current home today other than your normal payment. Just take that extra money and put it into the bank. Okay. And the All reason right. why is this. Let's suppose your home is worth, let's say, $400,000. I have no idea what it's worth, but let's say it's worth $400,000. And three years from now, something happens in the economy where the, where the market pulls back 10%. That's not unheard of, right? Okay. Now, all of a sudden, the market pulls back 10%, and on $400,000, you lose $40,000 of equity. Okay. Now you're going to go buy the new retirement home. That home, too, probably has dropped a little bit, but at least this way you've got three years of $1,500 a month savings in the bank. Okay. Do you see what I mean? All right. So you want to to do your savings program right now, aiming it towards paying off your retirement home, not necessarily this home, but your retirement home, okay? That's the way that you need to play it out. All right, because in my mind, I was trying to, is there a way to calculate, would we pay more down? You know, with the principal, paying on the principal monthly, we're paying less interest, you know, so in three years, we'll owe less on the house. Is Would that value that we put into reducing the principal, is that equivalent to or the investment? I'm not sure how to ask the question whether the I understand what you're saying, but your mortgage rate is at two point seven nine seven five percent or whatever you said it was. It's a very, very good rate. You only have a handful of years left. You're not getting much of an interest deduction and you're not paying much interest either. Right. So you're not right. getting much much tax deduction on it either way. It's almost a wash. But my point is simply this. Understand this that mortgages are simple interest on a declining balance. And a bank account or a mutual fund, in this case a bank account, is compound interest on appreciating sum. As long as your money in the bank earns a positive rate of return, the formula will work out in your favor here. And I want you to, to, to talk to your husband about doing everything towards getting prepared to buy the next home for cash. 
That's what I want you to do. Buy the next home for cash. That way you don't have a retired uh, uh, a mortgage in your retirement years. There's nine different ways to manage equity inside of your home. And, and what I just explained to you was basically called a mortgage endowment plan. Okay, take that savings and put it in the bank, not not into the current home and 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 use that savings towards the extra down payment in the new house. Okay, so what I heard was mutual fund would be safe, non-negative, because that was the concern. Yeah, we can go invest. Well, now, hold on, hold on a second. What you heard was the bank is safe and guaranteed. A mutual fund is going to bring a little bit of volatility to it. Oh, okay. So, so here's what I would suggest. If you want, I could have someone sit down with you and show you the nine different strategies to do this and ultimately aiming everything at the goal for you being able to pay off your retired home. You want to use the equity that's in your current home and any additional cash savings, the $1,500 a month for the next three years to put down on your home in retirement to, be re- to have mortgage-free, right? Okay. That's what we need to aim for. Okay, Tracy? Okay. So very good call. I like how you're I like how you're 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 thinking on the process, but I would put the extra money into the bank right now. Um and and uh uh save it that way towards the extra down payment of the house. I'll put you on hold, Tracy, and then we'll have someone give you a ring to go over it in, in more detail with your actual numbers, okay? Okay. All right. Thank Appreciate you. the phone call. Yes, ma'am. Have a great Thanksgiving weekend. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal show. Give us a ring. 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Equilla on the line. Good morning, Equilla. How are you? You. I'm well. How can I help you? Um, I am 70. I will be 71 in February, and I work for Kaiser Permanente. I have um, an annuity, and right now it's at $12,000. And then I have a pension that, let's say, uh, Hundred and twenty thousand. Um, now, with me being seventy and almost seventy and a half, would I be able to get any part of that money right now if I'm still working for Kaiser and don't plan to retire? Is your pension with Kaiser? Is it? Is yes. It, okay, so it's not a pension from somewhere else that's paying you one hundred and twenty thousand. No, it's with Kaiser. Yes. Okay, so most likely no. Um, because you're still getting oh. pension credits being put into oh. it with every pay period, okay? Right. So you can so you can 70. you pardon me. So that seventy and a half for me doesn't count at all. I can't get any part of any of that money. Most likely, you cannot. No, um, unless it's an old frozen pension that you're not getting pension credits for each quarter or each pay period. I, I would have to really look at the plan details in order to tell you, but I'm 99% sure you will not be able to, to access that money while you're still employed there. Okay. okay. Let me let me just ask another quick question. I want to know where else can I put some money <clears throat> to make some money for me? Um, would I do a Roth IRA, uh, another annuity? So, Equilla, the, 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 the Roth IRA and annuity, those are just vehicles that house your money. In order to make money, it's the engine inside of them. Are they mutual funds, ETFs, stocks, bonds? What, what's driving the performance, the rate of return of them? That's really what you have to really to, to, to boil things down to. And so if you're saying, hey, I want to save some more money and put more dollars away for my future, where can I best do that? 
you can do that at all different places. You can put money into the 401k at Kaiser right now. If you're eligible, you can put money into uh, a, a Roth IRA. Well, if you if you're if you're you said you're 70 now, so you're not eligible to put money into IRAs. You're probably going to be limited to putting the money on a tax deductible or tax deferred basis into your 401k plan at Kaiser right now. But yes, there are other places outside of that. You mentioned an annuity. You can put money into an annuity. There's there's a few different types of annuities, fixed annuities, variable annuities, indexed annuities, a few different types of annuities, as well as just regular you know, mutual funds or ETFs or, or stock portfolios. But at the end of the day, the bigger question, the overriding question that goes across all of these different investment vehicles, your pension, your 401K, annuities, IRAs, is this, is any savings that I have now and any future savings and investments that I wish to make, how are they driving the goal of delivering income to me when I ultimately retire? And that income needs to come from a reliable source in a tax-efficient manner. That's the real question is we have to sort of back into the answer of how can I best invest to deliver the income I need when I decide I'm done, I'm, I want to retire. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So, yeah. so we'll and, take a look at what's inside your 401k. We'll take a look at, at understanding the rules governing your pension plan that's there. We'll take a look at the cash flow, just like the prior caller there about the housing expenses and things like that, and, and boil it all down into you know like a, a, a very simple financial cash flow plan that says, hey, look, here's our plan. This is how we need to invest, and then we're going to accomplish it. That's what really needs to happen, okay? Okay, and you really did answer that question for me because you said just start piling the money into um, the uh, annuity that I already have at Kaiser because it grows a hundred. Um, I'm going to say a hundred dollars every um, every two weeks is growing, so I just pile the money in there. Well, that that yeah, and let's let's take a look at the annuity that you have there to see what the terms of that are. One day when you retire, can you withdraw money? Is there a guaranteed minimum income benefit that it's going to provide you with? You know, there's there's lots of different products and features out there. So let's we have to really dive into how the income mechanism, if you will, is going to function for you, Equila, when you actually retire. Okay, thank you very much. Absolutely. Let me put you on hold, and Josh will get your information, and we'll, and we'll have someone give you a call next week to take a look at all the different things you're investing to show you how best to maximize your retirement income with all of the tools you currently have, okay? I would love that. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Appreciate the phone too. calls. You can give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Remember, November and December, always giving you the tips towards the end of the year. Today, we talked a little bit about carving off that extra carving. Oh, carving. Wait, Chris, Look at we're you. talking about Thanksgiving oh. there. Uh-oh. Hold it. Hold it, brother. <laughs> nope. Carve off an extra percent and put it into the 401k retirement plan. In addition to that... Other, other caller earlier today, we were talking about required minimum distributions. Remember, that deadline is to cash that check by the end of December. So make sure everything's good to go there. Well, for Josh in the back, since Bob's vacationing in an undisclosed beach somewhere this week. That's what I hear. 
So I appreciate you stepping up, Josh, today to do the phone calls. And for Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of Your Making Money Sense. I still have callers giving us a ring here, but I've got to go here. They're going to give us a hard knockoff in just a moment, but I'll stay in studio and answer your questions. If you want to keep giving us a call here, I'll stay in studio today, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. Again, we'll be back next Saturday with Making Money Sense. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.